Welcome to the Faithful Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Megan Weinkoff, and this is a show for leaders in the trenches. Together, we'll explore the stories of those who have faced the fires of hell and emerged with the spirit unbroken, fighting to stay joyful and grateful. Whether you're a seasoned leader or just starting your journey, the Faithful Leader Show inspires, guides, and reminds you that you're never alone. Together, let's forge a path to compassionate and courageous faithful leadership. Well, welcome to the Faithful Leader Podcast. We are so excited to have you with us today. I am sitting here with two amazing women that are incredible leaders Mm -hmm. and doing so much to change our world, and I love it. So we have Danielle Sisk with us and Anne-Marie Hayden, and I will let them introduce themselves to you. So Danielle, you want to go first? Sure. Um, Megan, thank you so much for having me here today. I absolutely am thrilled to be here with you ladies. Um, my name is Danielle. I've had the honor to work with some amazing NGOs over the years and spent 15 years in anti-trafficking social justice realm and thankfully now have a unique opportunity to both work within a church, but also to still do consulting for international affairs things. Awesome. And I'm Anne-Marie Hayden, and I have uh, actually have worked in um, the facilities uh, business for school districts for the last 20 uh, years. Uh, but the last couple of years, I was called to ministry and I've mm. been working here full time uh, and have been working uh, in the anti-trafficking field for uh, about the same amount of time. So God's called me to the, all the things. <laughs> well, and that is why I have them here with us today, because October is a domestic violence awareness mm. month. And in on our, October 14th, we are having the A21 Tulsa Area Walk for yes. Freedom. Yay. So do you want to share a little bit about uh, your church and why you yeah. all are involved and why, why you're passionate about it? Definitely. I'll let Danielle go first. Yay. Um, well, I know that when we think about just anti-trafficking and what that looks like for a community, I know um, we have loved as a church being able to um, raise awareness with partnering with A21 and the Tulsa Walk for Freedom. It's been a great way for one, people who are not sure where to start to take that first step because when they get to actively take a part, which I'm passionate about, I love it when people find a way to actively take a part. Raising awareness is amazing. And that is something we can do to educate ourselves and others. But when we get to actively take that step um, and the A21 Walk for Freedom allows people to actively take part and learn how they can engage from not just that day of the walk, but meeting orgs to take steps the next day and the day after that to help um, fight trafficking. And so I'm passionate about it. And that's what I love that the walk does. But I also love that we as a church get to take a part in that. And then we get to also see the community as a whole take a part of that. That's great. What about you, Anne-Marie? Well, I um actually started at the assembly uh, early in 2018 uh, and I was just starting my my deep walk with the Lord at that time and we started at the assembly because the assembly is committed to it's a it's a missional church you know mm-hmm. and uh, they're committed to neighbors and nations so going out into the community not just locally but globally mm-hmm. is something that our church does and, and does fervently um, but the Holy Spirit spoke to me in 2019 and said you know Emory it's right under your nose mm-hmm. it's right in in your neighborhood. And that's when he started taking me on a walk of my own personal journey um, mm-hmm. that led to the purpose uh, and the place I, I live and breathe now, which is uh, helping women and children in recovery. Mm-hmm. Amazing. 
Well, I'm going to add on to that and see if both of you can uh, help people understand why they need to get involved. Mm -hmm. So if you could tell someone why they need to get involved with the walk or the importance of fighting human trafficking right Mm -hmm. here in our local community, what would you say? Um, Anne-Marie, do you want to go first or me? Yeah. Well, I mean, the the importance of the walk is one, just to educate yourself uh, and your your the people in your realm of influence uh, on the realities of trafficking and exploitation, uh, domestic violence, the the evils that are going on right under our nose. As I said, you know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and I and I believe that we all have to be activated in that mm-hmm. area. That the, it is the church, uh, it is the people uh, that are going to make a difference in this. So the more aware we are, the more we can step into uh, a situation situation and help somebody bring somebody out of it. So uh, the walk will do that. It will bring us uh, more aware of the situation. And it's also going to uh, not only physically activate us in the the steps we take Mm. in the walk, but we have ministries that are going to be there that are that are local orgs that with feet on the ground uh, on the front lines of the fight every day right here in our community. Mm. So we get to partner with them on that day. Each person that shows up gets to partner with those organizations and take tangible steps moving forward after the walk to start fighting against these evils. Mm, That's great. I love that. And kind of just going off what Anne-Marie said right there, um, I think one the walk allows people, sometimes when you hear the word justice, or you even hear words like anti-trafficking, these all feel like very big words. And at the time, maybe you can't put tangible next steps to it, or you're not even sure what that means when we say anti-trafficking. Is that women, children? Is that boys, men? Um, and how does that play out in my city? How does that play out globally? Or is it just globally? And I think one of the reasons why people should take a part in the walk is it helps you kind of expand your um your awareness, but also it helps you realize where you can actually take a part. So when you you learn that these things are happening right in your backyard, like these things are happening in Tulsa, they're happening in our communities. They also help us understand that they're happening globally. But I love every walk because seriously, each year, I still find or think of a way or meet someone and it's a new way that I can take a part or it's a new conversation with someone who's passionate about it. And now I have this new connection and I have a new way to either raise awareness or take action in helping to fight human trafficking locally. But also when you take a step locally, you are coming together with the A21 community and it helps us all globally take a step as well. And so um, I think if, if you're nervous, you're not sure, A21, the Tulsa Walk is your best next step. Sign up for the walk, be here and and, and get to learn. And that that's a great opportunity there. Yeah. yeah, I love that too, because we're joining, our walk is joining with hundreds around the globe on the same day, you know, around the 24 hour time period. And I'm so thankful for the partnership with Mm, Life Church and then uh, the assembly and the assembly, like really being on board and your pastor um, Mm. just stepping up to the challenge. I'm so thankful for him. I didn't know if you wanted to share anything about how like your, your church has really taken hold of this and we're even mm. sponsoring are sponsoring the walk at your location. Absolutely. Uh, Pastor Ron Woods um, is um, 
well, he's my pastor. <laughs> and I'm just so grateful um, that, that he is our pastor here at the assembly. Uh, he is passionate uh, about people, uh, mm. about knowing people and about people knowing God, mm. uh, knowing what their purpose is, knowing um, that um, that that is a good life for mm. each each of us. Um, and he, he, he has no bounds on him. If, you, if you've met <laughs> Pastor Ron, there, there are no bounds on yeah. him. Uh, and he believes that for all people. Mm. Um, so, you know, people that are um, that are constrained um, to um, minimal life choices um, that have had to make hard decisions to survive. Um, he's passionate about making sure they know there's more. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much more out there. And and what can we do to help the one mm-hmm. um, reach those next steps um, and, and walk it out with them. And so I, I love my church. I love our <laughs> yes. pastor. Yes. Thanks for that opportunity. Yeah, mm-hmm. Of course. And, and what about life church? You know, share how they're yeah. getting involved in, you know, beyond the walk. We, we have been so grateful to be able to kind of step into that realm to partner with A21 globally. And just in the past two years, especially, we've had the joy and honor to not only partner with walks locally across the U.S., but also starting to partner with the walks globally um, and being a part of like some of the things in Thailand and what that looks like in it. It is truly miraculous and beautiful. I think when you start to step outside of your little bubble and you realize that we serve a God that is full of mercy Mm -hmm. and grace and that his mercy and grace, they're not limited. He's not at a lack. He's never going to run out. And so as a church, again, getting to step into that world and realize he not only has enough for me, but he's going to use me to go in and help show mercy and grace. And so it's this beautiful process of you getting to step in and realize God has more for me. He has a calling and a purpose on my life, but he, again, globally or locally, our God is never at a lack. There is enough for everybody. There's enough mercy. There's enough grace. There's enough saving power for truly everybody to be set free. Mm -hmm. Our God is not limited. And I think when we see those big numbers of, um, you know, 1.5 billion or 2.8 million, depending on where you're talking about and what part of the country, those are huge to us. But to our God, mm. the big God that we serve, mm. he says, no, I've got a plan for each person that represents that number. And I have more than enough. And we get to be a part of that plan. Mm. Um, and I think that's why I'm so thankful that Life Church is partnering and finding ways. And I know recently, like our youth ministry got to share a huge announcement um, and we got to do it with you guys that um, our youth ministry has given a little over a hundred thousand just in the past, I think like year to help fight trafficking. And so we've been super thankful for the ways we've seen this play out across our church. It's amazing. Well, we're going to turn uh, to a little bit more of leadership advice because I know, <laughs> I know that both of you have been through really highs oh. in your leadership journey, <laughs> really lows, challenges, oh. and a lot of people that uh, are are listening to this, they may be new emerging leaders mm. in in college, maybe even in yeah. high school, or they may have been doing this thing a while, <laughs> you know, in, in leadership or have been thrown into a leadership yeah. position. So I would love to hear about a time that you faced something. Maybe you didn't know what how it was going to turn out. Mm. It was an insurmountable challenge as mm. a leader. And how did you maintain your joy and your gratitude uh, during during that period of time? And maybe it was a you know maybe it was a process because 
we, and that's what the Faithful Leader podcast is about. We're here to walk with leaders through the trenches and fight for that joy and gratitude in the midst of all the challenges and complexities that we face in our world. That's good. That's good. Um, I would say one for me has been recent. And so I'll try not to get super emotional here. Um, But uh, I would say I I found it in the past um, years of leadership that I would often face maybe struggles whether it was with work or my leadership within the realm of work and you'd look and develop and grow. And then maybe the next season it'd be like, okay, how do in my personal life, how do I grow in my leadership in my personal life, no matter what hat I'm wearing, but I always felt like it was one or the other. But recently I've even been asking God, Lord, what does it look like when both personal and work kind of are really, really tough and you're not moving from one space to the other and maybe getting that rest and that rejuvenation that you would get when your leadership's being stretched, maybe only in one realm. What does it look like when you're stretched in both? And I will tell you recently having a very, um, actually my mother who has been going through um, just a recovery process and treatments. Um, as we all know in leadership, it takes a toll on you, um, even when you don't have things happening personally or with your personal health. And so finding what does that look like when you don't see an end to this season? And how do you plan and how do you prepare when there's not a finish line and when it's a hard season and there's not a finish line to the hard season. And one of the things I will tell you um, I have gone back to, and it's going to be super basic and people may even laugh, but the answer is always Jesus. Mm -hmm. It is always, we have the ability to stop and welcome the presence and the power of God in, Mm -hmm. in one word. And that word is Jesus. So whether your schedule is crazy Maybe mentally your brain is running so fast and it's one call after another or it's one email after another or it's one fire after another. Mm-hmm. We all have the ability to stop and say Jesus and invite him in. And if we ever for one minute think that we're going to make it through on our own mental ability or our own physical ability or even past experiences, maybe you've had you have a ton of skills from your past experiences those skills are great and they're going to help manage and they're going to help you move through a tough season, but they're not going to be what actually gets you through that tough season. It is inviting Jesus and the Holy Spirit in. And when he comes, I think a lot of times as leaders, we think, oh, he comes with all the foo-foo feelings. No, it is God who goes before you in every area as a leader to offer you organizational skills, to offer you ways to look at growing other leaders when you yourself are maybe struggling to grow or you're needing extra support. It is he comes in with everything tangible and everything spiritual. And it is literally Jesus because you when that finish line does come. You won't make it across it without him, but you definitely want to cross it with him because only when we cross that finish line, allowing Jesus in, can we also look back and then use all the tough stuff. And he puts everything in the right places to use the bad to make it great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that feels very simple, but in this current season, I will tell you it is the answer for leadership is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing in your vulnerability. Mm. Such a strength. 
And Marie, what about you? Well, I think Danielle said it all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this was a this is a, was a hard question, um, mm, honestly, yes. because it's. Um, I humbly sit here, you know, uh, being called a leader in a church mm. and it's just like, what? Wow. Um, mm. Are you sure? I'm <laughs> you sure. Know, <laughs> I, I, I battled that, you know, spiritually mm. and, and, and um, you know, that, 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 that's a struggle for me. Um, but I, when I think back and um, see all the things that God has brought me through, I know, in fact, that I am a leader mm. um, and that he has called me to, you know, such a time as this, as yeah. it says in Esther 4.14. And mm. uh, everything that I've come through, he is using for good. But, you know, there's been so many challenging things. I, I think about when I left the, the secular world, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I left the corporate world and I came into the church world. I wasn't churched growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just, it's, you know, everyone around you is, has grown up in the church or they have a legacy mm-hmm. in the church. And I felt so small, mm-hmm. um, and so insignificant, not because of what anyone else was doing, but because of the, the enemy's attacks on me mm-hmm. personally saying I wasn't enough. I wasn't equipped. I, you know, there, this was a mistake that I was here. Um, but that's just not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know that God is good and, and that God, God, you know, the enemy wouldn't put me in the house of the Lord, helping women and children um, out of trafficking and mm-hmm. out of exploitation, out of des- domestic violence, uh, abusive relationships, um, because that would that would defeat his purpose right <laughs> um so i know god has placed me here um and i know god has called me to be set apart um and um i in knowing that and being confident in that and walking in that mm. and be, walking in being different mm. um i've i've been embraced mm. you know by people that I didn't think that we're, I was similar to at all, mm. but we are similar. You know, we are all children mm. of God. Um, we're all here for his kingdom and, and for the victory. Uh, and thank God mm. that there is a body, yeah. you know, that we're all different parts that, that I'm, I'm, mm. I'm not a hand, you know, I'm a foot uh, and that's okay. Um, so for me, it's just rem- uh, reminders that, that I am created and designed for a purpose. Mm. Everything in my life, God is, tends to use for his good uh, and for my good, because I love him. Mm. Um, and that, you know, I am here on purpose. Yeah. Um, and so just be authentically me. I like, I love to say, yes. and I say, I love to say, but honestly, <laughs> it's like, I, I love to say, I like to heal out loud. Mm. And that just means being authentically vulnerable. Mm. I can't tell you how many staff meetings I've balled in yeah. <laughs> around around a table of yeah. very seasoned, very experienced, <laughs> very you know amazing people mm. that you know you would say, oh, they have their life together. Mm. But then they come around and they're mm. like, yeah, you're not alone. Yeah. And so, just remembering that I have a place, um, that we each have a place, and that we are all leaders. If 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 we're if we're called to the kingdom, He's called us to lead us in that place that we're at. Okay, Amen. So, you both. The middle name is resilience. <laughs> I know your stories. I know what you've been through. But then, like what you just talked about. So you have people in your care. How do you cultivate that resilience? in your in your people so what are some ways and maybe some practical if it's spiritual too yeah ways that uh help you see what people need and show up for them that's good um i would say again being able to sit down with someone 
and hear them and even starting to think through the process of how do I develop and care for this person? I would love to say that that's something that happens overnight, but that doesn't. (laughs) That does come with you sitting down with people and getting to know them and being in relationships with people. And again, relationships can be work relationship, personal relationship, deep trusted relationship, family relationships. Um, But I would say definitely one of the the things when it comes to how how do we see something in someone to help them grow is one, man, you first have got to be a great listener. Um, listening is is such a huge deal. It's it's active, it can be passive, but you've got to be an engaged listener. And I think when you're an engaged listener with whoever's sitting across from you, whether it's someone on your team or someone who's asking you to speak into their life and, and help them grow, um, being able to truly listen and hear what they're saying, but then sometimes maybe even when you do speak before you offer an answer maybe helping them put words and even you clarifying, here's what I heard you say. Is this what you're saying? And even giving them an opportunity to further speak into what they're saying allows you to more partner with them in growing things like resilience. Because I, when I think about relationships and development, I want to partner with somebody. I am never their full answer. I am more of the guiding hand or the person who's going to help open the door or the person who's going to point in the right direction, but I am never the answer. So it's always partnering with that person. And when it comes to building something like resilience, again, going back to the answer being Jesus, um, you know, I think of all the times throughout the Bible, especially specifically Jesus's walk, we see so much resilience as he balanced both. I can't imagine what that was like to both be God and man. And yet he spoke to his disciples. He spoke to those who gathered around them. And I think we see first is that he listened, he heard. And then when he came back with an answer, you see a relationship and a partnership as he being the son of God and both completely human offered that person coming to them advice and next step healing. We never see Jesus set apart in a way where he says, oh, you have the answer. Now go on. It is always the way he responds in the Bible is we are now in a partnership. You have received something from me and going forward, we will now be together. Um, And so I think when we, again, think about partnering with people and even things like building resilience, um, if we're not especially resilient, sorry, that keeps sticking in my mind real quick now. And so just resilience, I think when I think of resilience, one, if I am not spending time with God and I'm not reminded about who I am, my identity in him, I can't even start to talk to somebody else about resilience because knowing who I am in him and then spending time with him and him speaking back to me to reassure me on who I am, Me walking out, being reassured that this is what God says about me. This is what I've heard him tell me. And this is who I am. That is allows me to look at any situation we're facing, um, any project we have going on, any situation happening overseas. It washes over me, but it doesn't consume me because I am reminded of who I am in God. And I know that I serve a God who can handle all things. Again, I'm never the ultimate answer. He always is, and he will always provide the way to um, to make things happen. And so that that gives me the confidence to be resilient in a trying 
long-term season or short-time season. Yeah, so, that's yeah. good. That's good. Avery, what do you have? Mm. That was so good. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you, I mean, you really care. And there were so many points that you made that um, I wanted to piggyback on. But I think the Lord keeps bringing me back to, you know, what I was originally thinking is um, I have to practice um I have to practice what I preach. Yes, as a group so life, good. as a group life pastor, mm. um, I think uh, community is critical mm. uh, to our health. Um, as a leader, that's just as critical. Uh, so where my plate can be very full uh, mm. at times, and maybe I don't have time to join a group here or there, I have to make that time um, mm. to have community around me. Uh, and I say heal out loud, like, you know, I want to be a complete mess around the people that I'm leading. <laughs> that's not the case. Sure. Um, I do want to be open and honest about where mm. I'm at in places, but I need to have a safe place uh, mm. where I can really you know, let it all out yeah. and, and, and get feedback and be reminded of who I am and whose mm -hmm. I am. Um, and, you know, be reminded to it's that it's okay to make mistakes because it's not me. It's him that's mm -hmm. doing the work. It's the Lord that's doing the work. It's Jesus. That's, that's done it all already for us. Um, so that's, that's the main thing that I would say is, you know, mm -hmm. practice what, you know, I preach as a leader, mm -hmm. you know, get, have community around you, have a couple of women, or if you're a man, a couple of men yeah. in your life that you can go and just really, you know, talk through things with maybe outside of your immediate circle that you can go and talk mm -hmm. with and just process out things uh, and then be able to come back and, you know, ready to fight the fight that the Lord has placed you in. Mm -hmm. So good. so good. Oh, well, <laughs> this is a, we're getting to our time today, the end of our time, unfortunately, but I'll have you back on. Don't worry. <laughs> so thank you so much for, for being on the show today. So can you provide your contact information or ways people can connect with you if they, if they want to learn more about who you are and what you do? <laughs> Definitely. Um, I mean, always LinkedIn. It's so funny. I always feel like it's a situation where I put so much on LinkedIn and sometimes I'm like, go there, but definitely Danielle Sisk on LinkedIn. Um, and it is my full name just there spelled out. And so also a great way to connect is Instagram, believe it or not. I am like one of the quickest ways to reply is on Instagram and that's just okay. Faith 77. Um, and I will tell you, I found some great ways to connect with leaders on Instagram. And I'm, I'm still, I want to say this as a leader, never be afraid to learn. Right. I yeah. am learning new ways yeah. to use Instagram. And that has been great um, opportunity. But LinkedIn, Instagram, those are great ways. And I love to message back and forth. And so no matter how big or how small. Yeah. Yes, so. we message all the time. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, the same is for me. It's so weird you yeah. know, that, that I can respond so quickly on Instagram. I <laughs> but I think it's maybe because not everyone uses it. Yes. And so I hesitate to say that because then I'm like, okay, now I'm being bombarded on Instagram and I'm not responding. Uh, but Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm even on Facebook still. It still exists. No, it does. <laughs> uh, and all of them is just my name. It's Anne Marie uh, Hayden. So I would be love. I would love to, you know, reach out and uh, respond to anyone that has anything for me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I love you all. Thank love you for you. today. Love you. <laughs>